You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. All right, uh, the morning show it is, 0877-11-103. And the vet is here, Pete the Vet, um, from his website, Pete the Vet, but also Bray Vet and Old Connor in Bray and various other media outlets like uh, the Wicklow People and uh, TV3. I don't know where he gets the time. Good morning, Declan. Good How morning you? to you. How's it going, Pete? Great. We moved into our new practice, the newly built clinic. I'm just when I go back from holidays on Monday. At last, we, we came in. Yes, okay, and it's great. I'm just loving it. There's just so much space, and it's custom design space, so it's really lovely to work in. And custom design means that you designed it yourselves for what you wanted, and you saw uh, the way that you were operating things and and what you actually wanted when the building was finished. Um, are you happy with it? Was there no mistakes or nothing overlooked or anything? Um, Nothing major. I mean, I have to say, this week, with the hot weather, we're kind of wishing we... Well, I'm wishing that I put um, air conditioning into my console <laughs> <Right>. room because <laughs> I think a lot of people around Ireland must be wishing that at the moment. Because, But I don't think this... I mean, I was on holidays. Um, I was in New York, and that is... Like, air conditioning is... Even even the trains are air conditioned there yeah. because you can't survive without it. But in this country, air conditioning is more of a luxury than a than a, um, a necessity, I think, for most... Oh, this studio's air-conditioned, isn't it? It certainly is, oh, did you notice? <laughs> you, yeah. you notice of air-conditioned because when people come in and say, it's a bit cold in here, isn't it? Uh, you probably need it for the machinery, <laughs> do you? Oh, that's the excuse, yeah. Oh, yeah. you need it for the machinery. <laughs> I just yeah, like it so, freezing. You know? So I'm, I might... Get, if, if the weather carries on like this, I'll certainly get air-conditioning installed into my um, consulting rooms, but um, I'd imagine it's likely we're going to be back to the usual um, oh, Irish no, climate I'm not in going the next there. I'm not going there, sorry about that. <laughs> Let's talk about how to deal with our pets in the summer sunshine. Yeah. Dogs in particular, I suppose. Yes, all pets are at risk, but cats are kind of more independent creatures who come and go as they please, whereas dogs are restricted to where we put them. So that means that dogs are a particular risk. Um, and the, the main one, that, which I think everybody knows about these days, is that um, the danger of cars, dogs being left in cars. Because dogs don't sweat um, so they can't lose heat in the same way as we would if we were in a small enclosed space. Um, like if you go to a busy nightclub, it can get very, very hot, but people are dripping sweat as they're dancing, and in dripping sweat, they're losing body heat so they stay cool. Dogs can't drip sweat. They can't do that. So they can only lose heat um, by panting. And what happens when they're panting is that they're, they're breathing really rapidly, like... <laughs> And their tongue swells up to about uh, to much, much bigger than normal. And so air is rushing backwards and forwards over this enlarged tongue. And that means that heat goes out of the tongue and into the environment. That's how they lose heat. The problem, there's two problems with that. First of all, it takes a great amount of water because every time they pant, water evaporates from the tongue. That's how the heat's lost. So a dog that's panting a lot needs an awful lot more water and a lot of people don't give the dogs enough water. That's the first problem. The second problem is that if the immediate environment is very warm, then even though the dog is panting, because it's so warm, um, they can't actually evaporate water from their tongue because it's, it's it, the difference between the body and the environment is too close. And that means that however much they pant, they still can't lose heat. And so then they overheat. So the big issue is enclosed spaces such as cars. And like I say, I think most people realise that now, and most people realise... People used to leave them in cars and leave a bit of the window open or I something. I know that. And, and look, of course you can get away with that on an overcast day when it's, when it's uh, you know, um, 
spring, autumn or winter, but on a, a sunny day at any time of year, if you leave your dog in your car for any time at all, um, you might think you're going to nip out for a couple of minutes, then the queue's longer and whatever, and so you get distracted. Now you're away 20 minutes, you might come back to a dead dog. It's as serious as that. So don't take any risks, just never leave your dog in a car. Um, there is actually a sensor you can get nowadays that you leave in your car with your dog, let's say, and if the temperature goes above a certain a certain level, it sends an SMS text to your phone. And, you know, in, in theory, perhaps that's a good idea. In practice, I'd worry that that might give people the, the excuse to leave a dog in a car and the technology might fail for some reason and, you you know, you may still come, dog, come back yeah. to a disaster. Dog on. And it's not just a theoretical thing, this, by the way. I've I've seen dogs dead in cars. It happens. It's something which regularly happens. Right. And what about other pets? We'll say cats, for example. Yeah, well, like I say, people wouldn't really be out and about with their cats. You know, you don't drive down to the local park with your cat to take it for a walk, generally. Um, I think if you did do that, the same rules would apply. Cats would be just as prone to overheating as dogs. Um, but cats tend to choose what they do and they choose to be in cooler places so there's really not such a big risk okay the other risk that i've been highlighting this year is one which isn't quite so well known and that is of dogs overheating when taken for walks in the middle of the day um, and the main problem there is that when animals exercise their muscles generate heat so if a dog goes for a run on a sunny day not only are they getting heated up by the sun shining on them and by the surrounding environment but they're also generating heat from the inside out, from their from their body, from their muscles, um, and the problem is that people often don't recognise the fact that the pet is overheating. What an overheating dog does is it just flops down and starts to pant, and people don't realise that because they're overheating, and they just try and make the dog walk some more, which will just make it worse. So they end up with this dog collapsed in a park, panting, and they're saying, "What is wrong with my dog?" And they don't know. Um, and um, again, dogs can die in that situation because what happens is. They get hotter and hotter and hotter, then their brain starts to be affected and they lapse into unconsciousness, then they start to seizures and it goes on from there. So the message is, you know, walk your dog in the cooler times of day, first thing in the morning or later in the evening. Um, and if you do walk your dog at other times, be aware of the risk of overheating. Always take water with you so you can give a dog a drink halfway through the walk. And if your dog does start to, to pant a lot or look in any way distressed, you know, don't ignore it. Get them out of the heat as soon as you can. Okay. Get them somewhere cool. Now, uh, what about rabbits and uh, gerbils and hamsters yeah. and uh, even goldfish, budgies and goldfish? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go yeah. go through quickly uh, all those. Well, well, all of these creatures are particularly susceptible because they have no choice over their environment. They go where you put them. You know. Um, what that means is that you should put them somewhere cool and shady. So indoor pets should be kept away from windows so they're not in direct sunlight and they should be in rooms that are reasonably cool. And outdoor pets shouldn't be left in hutches in direct sunlight. They should be put in the shade of a building or a, or a bush or something. Um, and you should always be extra um, sure that they have fresh water at all times and I mean fresh water don't put water in, a, in an animal's bowl and leave it there for a week you know no more than you would like to drink a glass of water that's been sitting there for four or five days animals don't like that either they like fresh water like we do fresh clean water now, they, it's not, do they it's like not cold difficult. water 
Hmm? Does it like cold water? They, <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is that it depends on the animal. Some animals like warm water, and I've known people who've had animals that, um, where they want the animal to drink more, and what they've done is they've changed the water bowl from cold water to lukewarm water, and they've seen the cat go up to the bowl and start licking it happily. So, it's personal preference. They don't always... I don't, th- I don't think they generally like ice cubes. Although I know some dogs that love ice cubes that will happily crunch into ice cubes on a hot sunny day, and no harm in that. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually... Maybe you could... You could I've known people to create... Um, beef-flavoured ice cubes, especially to encourage their dog to take fluids, to take cool fluids. And you put these in, you know, you put a little stock cube in the water and make ice cubes in your deep freeze and give them to your dog. And they enjoy beef-flavoured ice cubes more than just regular ice cubes. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, Pete. (laughs) Why not? Something different. Thanks very much indeed. You can hear this broadcast again if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) We should maybe have an edited version or something. Pico's mad sometimes. But anyway, uh, (laughs) thanks for all your advice. (laughs) PeteTheVet.com anyway is where you find uh, all that. But a very timely advice anyway. But uh, the the serious message is be careful. Do. We don't want to have any unfortunate accidents because we do see them every year unfortunately okay thanks for best look with the new premises must have a look at it yeah sometime. call in someday and we'll give you it's actually it's much bigger than it looks from the front there's a huge amount of space at the back and we're very happy to show anybody around who drops in to see us okay all right um, how are things otherwise Pete so good great yeah really good yeah life is fun I'm doing a triathlon on Saturday all right then uh, <laughs> Pete Weatherburn from TV3 and uh, the brave people Wicklow people and PeteTheVet.com thanks very much indeed